0: Yeah, I need to organize this excel sheet. It's messing with my uh, my my organizationalness. I really like this
1: label. I know. I might keep this can. <laughs> <laughs> this is a pretty cool can. Oh, by the way, we're drinking the Seventh Son Assistant Manager beer. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a show title. Hmm. Mm. Mm, it's
0: actually it's actually pretty good. I like it. It is good. Like it was not what I was expecting, but it's it,
1: yeah, it's it's good. All right, dear listener, here's one thing I want to admit right now for all you beer snobs out there. Uh, this is Michael. I am horrible at describing how beer flavors taste, so. Anyone listening to this expecting another beer review podcast <laughs> where we describe the the floral notes and the 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 strawberry scents that come through <laughs> our nose. I'm sorry, that's not gonna come from me. No, I don't know about Kevin. No. But- I am definitely not that level of, of beer schnobbery. But um Well, I mean, is I don't even know if it's schnobbery, I just think like there are people with more refined yeah, uh, that can tell different things. Yeah, yeah. To me that's just good beer.
0: Yeah. No, I yeah, I I agree. And and like Michael said, if if you're looking for you know the the rose notes of the beer, you're not you're not going to find it in this podcast, but you are not going to be lead astray of good tasting beers. I I I will say that.
1: So you mean lead astray. <laughs> So, anyways, let, let's take a step back. So, uh, to the two people that will be listening to this podcast, which I can pinpoint their names right now. One, one is named Michael and <laughs> one is named Kevin. Um, this is a podcast about two friends getting together and talking while having a beer. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we might be drinking beer and describing the beer and maybe even reviewing some beer, but that's not really what this is about. This is more just shooting the shit. Mm -hmm. Let me redo that. I probably shouldn't burp while saying it. (laughs) This is just us about, you know, talking, shooting the proverbial shit and, um, you know, having a good time and we'll see where it goes. Yeah.
0: And you know what? We've been friends for... How long have we been friends what What would you say is the number
1: I can tell you my first memory of me being like, "I think I want to hang out with Kevin." <laughs> and you were probably 5 I think. Okay. So, okay. Uh, I'm 4 years older than you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I was around 9, Kevin was 5. Um and you had a few friends over at one of your birthday parties and you got a bunch of turtle toys. Okay. Now for some reason who knows why I was like on the way out of liking turtles at that time, mm-hmm. like I think because I had a friend at school that said turtles were stupid or something, mm. and I, who knows? That's another conversation there. Friends that make you peer pressure. Yeah, yeah. That shit down. Um, and I was like trying to play it off, and I just yeah. I remember I don't. That's not when you got the technodrome. But it was like I just remember you got cool toys that I really wanted to play with. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah. I can't act like I want to play with those toys, i 'cause I'm 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 beyond that right now. <laughs> so I wanted to be like, Hey Kevin, what's up? Oh, yeah, that's a pretty cool toy. Yeah. I guess I guess that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I, I would say probably you were you were around what, ten? when we really like it was probably when i was 13 14 yeah the summer my summer of sixth grade okay i'd say okay. that was really 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 when we like that's when the pool you got a pool at your mm-hmm. house mm-hmm. and you know my mom was like michael's old enough to stay at home by himself but right. she still wanted me to like do stuff so i would just go over to your house right. literally every day that summer right so let's see how old are you in sixth grade um
0: well, we put we put in the swimming pool in 92.
1: Yeah, so I would have been like 10. Yeah. 10, 11. Yeah. So, yeah, like you would have been 7 or 8, right? Okay, so yeah. That's been 27 years. Mm-hmm. Long time. Yeah. Because, like, okay, we'll take a step. Everybody, Kevin and I are related. Our mothers are sisters. Um uh, We have a massive Irish Catholic family. Um, and so we have tons of cousins we are friends but you know i'm not close with cousin any other of my cousins like you you know
0: yeah i mean i i don't even know who would would come in second really i mean yeah. that that's what's weird is it's a distant second at best mm-hmm. you know
1: yeah I, I have a cousin on my dad's side that um. i would probably put out there but like I, I love where this is going because this is not. This is supposed to be about what this show is about, but right. we're already going. We're going with it, people. We're going, we're going we're, with it. You're on a um, journey. But anyways, my friend uh, from college would be like, "Hey, where's Kevin?" You know, whenever I would not be there with you. Mm-hmm. And heck, to this day, uh, my friend still asks. That's weird saying my friend. Uh, to this day, he still asks. Like whenever i have like seen him, he's like, "Hey, what's up with K Dog?" And I was like, well, I haven't seen him in like." <laughs> <before." laughs>
0: that's but. funny. Yeah, and like like the 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 fact that Audrey did not or she did not know that we were related. That we were related. It's yeah. it's kind of funny for because years. it it has to be like such a um you know, like someone finding out they were adopted for the first time or something <laughs> like that. I mean I mean she was just so like
1: flabbergasted that she I was believe yeah you guys i are... i never known. i mean <laughs> you've known audrey for what like eight years now yeah. at this point yeah because i mean nah, i damn it, we just did it again I know, yeah, I know
0: i know i think i think the first time i think the first time i met them is i want to say it was when we went out to dc when when my wife and i went with your wife to visit your brother and this is before you moved to Oh, yeah, and
1: you guys stayed in the hotel mm-hmm. in um, mm-hmm. Clarendon. Or d- right. D- not in Clarendon. I think it was a little south of Clarendon. Right. The east, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would have been, I think Adam moved there in 2012. Okay. 2011, 2012. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy because we did New Year's.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think, and 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 they were there, and I, re- yeah. I remember, yep. I think that was the first time I had met them because I was just like, wow, I was just like what good friends they're coming all they're coming all the way from Athens to to just visit like that's you know
1: it's it's well let's take a step back okay what is this show right kind of started it but then we we already we already went off the rails I know (laughs) um it's it's me Michael it's Kevin sitting around drinking one or two beers and talking about stuff Mm -hmm. and this will probably just be a more self-help podcast for ourselves but if anyone's out there listening and you may enjoy it i hope you do yeah so that's really the premise um we're going to be for this first episode just kind of talking about logistics of what the show is Mm.
0: so the name of the show is are you ready for another and the reason why I like that name is well, there's multiple reasons, but the 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 first one is like that's usually what you ask your buddy. Like, are you ready for another beer? But I also like it because it's kind of a rhetorical question. Are you ready for another story? Are you ready for another laugh? So that's what I what I like about it is it, it doesn't necessarily have just one meaning. It doesn't have to be tied to just
1: drinking. Right, right. Yeah. Are you ready for another adventure?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And that's what I hope, you know, like, I was thinking when I came up with this idea of, like, you know, everybody has a story to tell, and I think I have some pretty cool stories to tell, and you know, Michael and I have been friends for a long, long time and I haven't heard all of his stories and he hasn't heard all of my stories. So that's what I think is cool about this is not only do I get to share my stories with you guys, but also maybe, you know, he'll hear something that he's never heard before. Jesus God
1: take forever. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think, I think that's, Good summation of what this is and the name of it and everything. And we we had a, a different name slightly in the beginning. Mm-hmm. It was, do you need another? Mm-hmm. And I think your father was the one that had you know suggested the change, right?
0: Right. Yeah. I was actually I was actually at the Moose with him one night drinking the Bush Moose the Bush and, uh, Lights.
1: A uh, 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 dear listeners, people that are unfamiliar with. The moose <laughs> is uh, wherever you're at. You probably have some type of lodge, like you know, think Elks Lodge or something like mm-hmm. that. Where mm-hmm. it's literally just an excuse for people to become a member of something, drink and play gambling right. card games. It's, a, it's essentially a speakeasy of the 21st century. E- exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but so my so my dad, he had he had said that to me, and I said you know he said the the title are you ready for another and i remember thinking i like that so much better than do you need another yeah because ne- using the word need do you really need
1: yeah. you know like do we ever need another beard do right. we ever need more than what we have in right. our life right now? exactly but, but are you ready for mm-hmm. the next step and yeah. that's a much better question. Exactly, it's that anticipation. Are you yeah. ready for it, man? When did we become pretentious assholes <laughs> about asking for another beer? I know. So <laughs> sorry, so, I don't need one right now. So, Kevin. so what do you what are you <laughs> thinking?
0: What are you thinking about this one? I'm about maybe a quarter of the way through it right now.
1: I I've always been a fan of their beers, and this one is no exception. And again, it's the assistant manager beer. It's only four point five. Percent.
0: I know. That's what I love about it. It's like 4.5. Yeah. It tastes delicious.
1: And, and I love this description. The definition of drinkable and refreshing. Delicate hops and golden malts give way to firm bitterness and a clean finish. But here's what's great about this. Pairs well with burger and fries. Boom. Drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> you had me at burgers you had me at burgers and fries <laughs> so it has a very
0: interesting um label to it
1: yeah there. are okay so i'm just going to kind of describe this label and we'll link to a, a picture of this in the show notes it is when i saw this and kevin i don't know if you can see what i'm seeing but see the cat mm-hmm. and see the giant black thing going oh. in the cat's mouth <laughs> yeah um so that's what I saw and I was like what the hell is going on <laughs> in that cat's mouth. Um so I'll 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 create an image that shows what I'm seeing and what the actual label looks like. But the label is kind of wild. And
0: so I went to this uh, actually on the can it says artwork by Evan Wolf. And so I went to this guy's website and we'll we'll have that in the show notes. But it says, Evan Wolf was born October 31st, 1988. He's a visual artist and musician from Cincinnati, Ohio. But he has some, like, just crazy, just some crazy shit on his website. Like, it's, I don't know how (laughs) you would really describe it.
1: It's very, um, I don't even know. Like, I'd have to put on my art, critical art hat. And I'm failing at that. See, even that stuff right there, kind of very looks very Dada-esque uh-huh. from Dadaism stuff. Like uh, a lot of mixed media. It actually, looks like some of that stuff is mixed media mixing with. But and again, I'm talking out of my ass here, so <laughs> sorry for any art majors um this is like you guys have to go to this website like yeah because we're looking what section are we looking at right now
0: this is just the home page this oh, is, is like the yeah this okay. is the the you buy it you know you can buy these pieces from from his website yeah, he's
1: he's got an interesting my art degree is failing me right now <laughs> so i'm gonna stop talking before everybody turns off and be like all right come on michael It's obviously that it's post-pop art from the early 70s with a mixture of (laughs) early 2000s Deco-Roman-Dadaism. Actually, that's another show title. (laughs) (laughs) Deco-Roman-Dadaism.
0: So, have you ever been on Spotify and how you can, like, you can basically if you dis- discover an error you can like report it so there's this band and and this is for for another show but it's it's a band we've loved our entire life and if you search them in spotify their music comes up but also this other rapper's music comes up <laughs> and but it's Inside of Spotify, it it's basically it's like... It's like one artist. Yeah,
1: it's like one artist. These three white guys from California turned into a <laughs> black rapper and 20 years younger right. in the early 2010s.
0: So anyways, I had sent in a ticket to
1: report it. I don't know if it's actually going to get changed, but... Well, I think like that just completely shows a failing of... And and that truthfully happened on iTunes 10 years ago, 15 mm-hmm. years ago. I noticed mm-hmm. that because there was iTunes would have Dada and have like it wasn't the rapper at that time. It was Dada and their four albums. They'd had most of their music mm-hmm. and then they would have like this other band. Right. OK. And it's just like that seems so they can't be the only band with that problem. Right? Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Spotify, it seems like it should be like, Did you mean like Wikipedia? You search I'm gonna make this name up, you search Steven Smith and there's a thousand Steven Smiths. Mm-hmm. You literally land on a Wikipedia page that says, Did did you mean Steven Smith the architect? Stephen Smith the astronaut? Mm-hmm. Stephen Smith the teacher? Mm-hmm. And then you pick, and it goes to that person. Like, why doesn't Spotify do that type of thing? Like, right, right. And it's not like Spotify is an up-and-coming, smart, small company anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, I change music services constantly. Mm-hmm. I've had iTunes Match for as long as it's been out. And for people that don't know, iTunes Match is not... um apple music it's not anything all it does is the music that you owned that was in itunes it would match that and upload any songs that itunes didn't have up into the cloud so any device so instead of you needing a 256 gigabyte iphone or ipod or whatever you could literally just be like hey you know what Upload everything to, to the cloud, mm-hmm. I'll download it when I want to play it. Mm-hmm. And a good um reason I do this is we've been in a lot of bands, I've been in a lot of bands, I have a ton of originally recorded music that nobody else wants to listen to, except for me. Mm-hmm. Right? So I might be like, you know what, I'm 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 feeling a niche for that nineteen ninety seven version of, you know, Cookie Man by <laughs> my Dutch Uncle. Um and I, oh, crap. I don't have it downloaded on my phone, so I can download it. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, along comes Spotify, and there's RDO, and all these places where you could just subscribe to music. And subscription music is definitely the way to go. You can listen to more music than you've ever wanted to listen to, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kevin is a fan of Spotify. He rocks the Spotify flag loud and proud. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> uh, but me, I'm like, I've been. And even if you go to michaelmoyer.com, dot com I have a blog post that I wrote like six years ago mm-hmm. about my struggling with these streaming services is um I've tried them all I'll do one for a bit, and then I'll realize you know what I'm really not getting my music my worth out of it because one of the things I discovered when Pandora came out in like two thousand and five is I loved radio stations right okay. I don't want to think about the music just play something that i'm kind of in this mood for right? right right like and i've always loved pandora for doing that you know like i want to play uh music like dada and it'll pick a lot of 90s pop pop uh, pop rock bands right mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. uh what was that group stacy's mom has got it going on mm-hmm. all i want and a feel it's so wrong Stacy, can't you see you're just not the man for me? I got to look it up. Or I don't. Not the one for me. Um, Try Apple Music. Try it. Spotify. I'm currently a long way of saying because we'll, we'll save the music streaming service. thing. Fou- well, Fountains of Wayne. Fountains of fucking Wayne. <laughs> Fountains
0: of Wayne.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm on title right now.
0: I would not be able to title. I've never heard of that.
1: What? Mr. Jay-Z and Beyonce themselves? Actually, I think it might only be Jay-Z.
0: Is that, like, an up-and-coming streaming service? No, it's a few years old. Okay.
1: But their their shtick is they offer very high bit rate
0: mm, mm,
1: subscription. Mm. So our friend John...
0: That has $100,000 speakers. Yeah,
1: John, John, our friend John, is super mega rich. Mega rich. And he just bought his first turntable... <laughs> <laughs> and he thought, you know what would go great with my first turntable is these hundred thousand dollars speakers that we will put in the show notes.
0: Now, <laughs> now it's it's a hundred thousand per speaker, so it's really two hundred thousand. Wait, was it really? It was a hundred thousand per speaker.
1: <laughs> I didn't know that. I thought it was for two. No, well, of course, because you don't know. You might need seven speakers. That's of true. Yeah. That's true. Why would they shackle you to just to, 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 to a two. duel?
0: Right. Why?
1: Yeah. Why only listen? You might want fifty speakers.
0: Also, I don't know if you noticed it in the specs, but the speakers <laughs> weigh three hundred and sixty pounds. <laughs> <laughs> so they must be
1: made out of solid gold. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up these speakers because I. <sighs> And and again, John, I I hope you've been eyeing these speakers like your whole life, and you're like, you know, you go to bed thinking about someday buying these speakers. John he, does not own these speakers. He dear he, listener.
0: he he must he must uh, drool over them.
1: <laughs> but here we're gonna we're gonna read the description right now because these I I I thought it was a pair. That shows my my pleb way of thinking of mm-hmm. like my mm-hmm. poor man of like, oh, of course, it comes with two.
0: No, no, no.
1: These poor are the- sir. <laughs> I'm not, I'm gonna completely butcher this name. It's either the Razo or Ro- Roso. Let's go with Razo. F- uh, Fiorentio, Florentia floor-standing speakers. They are hundred thousand dollars. They will take six to eight weeks for build and delivery. All right, here we go. Here is the official description. In a field, it's still full of conservatism and mostly curve shaped designs, the Florentia stand up like a modern architectural monument. <laughs> its physical presence and strength and strength of its straight and angle lines convey a great sense of power and dynam dyna, dynamism, which is, however, balanced by its precious material and construction details which reveal its notable and refined character. Notice that nothing in that first paragraph describes anything about how good they sound. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It is literally just about how they look, and I don't think they look that good. Yeah, I mean, for a hundred thousand dollars, I, I I don't think I'd get a car that's a hundred. Well, no, I'd get a Tesla. That's over a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. I okay. You're you're Bill Gates rich. Okay. At what point do you run out of expensive stuff to buy that sound quality doesn't matter to you anymore? You just want really cool looking floor standing speakers. Mm-hmm. I'm sure at this level, they know the people that are buying these are people like Bill Gates mm-hmm. that are literally only buying them for how they look. Oh, right. Not like you assume that a $100,000 speaker sounds good, right?
0: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm
1: but it, but
0: you also got, you got to think about the quality or not the 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 material that they use. No, that's what they yeah. they were splooging all over the
1: material. You they know, just... it's
0: just like you can make a speaker out of plywood or you can make it out of a uh, sunken 1812 ship. Ooh. You know. Like like Stefan's base. Yeah, exactly. So it's just it at a certain point the speaker it, it you you have this diminishing return of sound quality and you're just using very high end i don't
1: you know. know i i i'll see if i can find it i'm sure i well i'm sure i just search is i was reading a forum once where people were complaining that the plastic parts on volume knobs for an amp person mm-hmm. was causing causing <laughs> was causing acoustic resonance frequencies that were messing with the the room dynamics. Mm. So, you would buy these. I think they were a thousand plus. I can't remember the price, but it was something silly. Okay, wood knobs that you would replace, and the wood absorbed the sound frequencies. <laughs> <laughs> and I really wish I was making this up, but yeah, yeah. I, uh, uh, my wife and I were in New York. Um some time ago, I can't remember exactly when. And uh, we were in, what's the, um, there's a thousand fancy places in New York, but it's like the village. What's that place called?
0: Greenwich village. That's
1: it. Yeah. Greenwich village. And uh, we're walking around and we walk by a, like a stereo store, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And me being from, you know, middle Ohio was like, Oh, it's just a, you know even if it's a high-end audio store you know what do they have like five thousand dollar amps or something Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. um go in and i'm immediately out of my element like there was a couple that the the guy looked like mr magoo Mm -hmm. he had a monocle um, (laughs) and a top hat and i was waiting for him to bust somebody out of jail for his game of monopoly (laughs) And he's literally sitting in the middle of a room, and I'm trying to look at all their stuff, and I I have to walk in front of him, sitting in this middle of the room, and I get the worst monocle-looking <laughs> <laughs> stink eye I've ever seen because I broke his, you know, listening environment when he was trying to listen to the stuff. Okay. And uh, p- part of me agrees, right? You want to hear the sound. You don't want some, like d-bag you mm-hmm. know walking in the front mm-hmm. of me say, but at the same time i had to walk that way to get through the store like this is literally in the front of the store and, right um i was like um okay you know this is a high-end place and i start looking at the prices and i see like 40,000 50,000 yeah 60,000 yeah. they probably had those hundred thousand dollar speakers uh-huh and now i want to go back to see if they do and i want to go in and be like do you have the Florentia? <laughs> <laughs> because like, at that point I feel like $100,000 why are you even buying a pre-built speaker mm-hmm. shouldn't shouldn't that all be custom at that point Yeah. shouldn't you be like hey contact, uh, connect with our custom speaker builds who will come to your house mm-hmm. and design mm-hmm. you know like right right, just like $100,000 yeah I bet they sound well hopefully they sound good
0: yeah I would I would hope they would like make me like you know you were gonna say cream in your, jeans <laughs> <laughs> so here's the part of the show where I say, "Are you ready for another?" Oh
1: yeah, well, hold on, let me let me finish okay, okay with
0: yours? no, but we'll we'll do the 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 thing when we're ready to open the new ones. Oh, okay, yeah,
1: so th- wait, hold on, we really need that soundboard thing, and then we can have a listener submitted. Are you ready for another? <laughs> and it's like... Oh,
0: my God. All right. Sorry to interrupt. What were you going to say? I don't even remember. Um, I think I was going to say, like, if we were going to try to pull this back to the original topic, or do you just want to keep, keep chit-chatting away? We can just keep
1: chit-chatting. I think the whole idea of the show is to ch- chit-chat like we always chat Yeah, yeah. And we don't have a board that says, talk about your feelings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We just talk about our feelings. right? And then we drop in some sound bites from morning jockey shows. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, yeah. So, we will try and have a structure. Okay. Um, we apologize to people out there that come in thinking the show is one thing and then we immediately <laughs> go up the rails on right it. uh but it's free and but you but, don't have to listen <laughs> you
0: know may- maybe you could relate to some of this that's that's what i'm hoping is is that you could you know maybe not well i,
1: I think i think a good way to think about it is at certain points in my life And I won't speak for Kevin, but like talking with Kevin or just talking with people in general has always like gotten you through stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's breakup, whether it's, you you know, you're depressed because school's going back, whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever the reason is, Mm -hmm. you know, and talking always seems to help stuff. And so really, this is more of a friend therapy session for Kevin and I that we've always done Mm -hmm. and we're just like putting it down on. Wait, how long is our show? Oh, be yeah. how long is our show
0: like an hour or do you think that's too long for a podcast
1: i like longer form pod- podcasts right no i i, I think I, th- I think it'll be difficult for us to like have a short 20 minute no
0: I, no i no i agree i i think an hour is probably probably a good number because it's like an hour is a long time but it's also like if somebody's like has headphones in like yeah. Folding laundry or something. Yeah. Like an hour goes by really quick. So
1: I, I would say let's just see what happens. Okay.
0: All right. So are you ready for another?
1: Yeah. So so fold me. Spilled some on my screen. <laughs>
0: uh so I've noticed when I've gotten older, I have multiple laughs. And they're usually, hold on,
1: I love that we were like we specifically said we're going to leave off on this moment, and then you're immediately derailing <laughs> <laughs> to how your laugh is. Sorry, wait, what but were what were we going back into? No, 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 I want you go to the laughing. Okay, I think that's perfect. Okay. So, but, yeah.
0: so, so I don't know if you if you have multiple laughs. Do you have multiple laughs?
1: Uh, I'll let you describe, and then I'll. Okay, I'll, I'll so say.
0: depending on like w- what type of thing. Is funny. I have like three or four different laughs. So I think you've only heard one laugh tonight, but there's been like when I've been watching comedy specials and stuff, like I'll laugh a different way. Yeah. And so I don't know if it's, if it's uh, contextual or um, like depending on like what it is, is is why it varies but i've i've just noticed that in in recent years how i i have different laughs
1: i'm not sure what my current laughs are okay and and here's why is i realized in high school that when i started my my friend group went from just like you and me Mm -hmm. right to like expanded to Mm -hmm. more people and boys and girls and all this stuff I quickly realized that I was a laugh stealer. Okay, somebody would laugh a particular way. I started like taking that laugh as my own, mm. and and I can't give you an example. Yeah, like I just yeah. can't remember. Like it's because it would be, um, you know, involuntary. Like okay. I'd be like, ha ha ha. You know, I've never right. Been that way. Right, right. But, but I I I do remember very specifically like sitting at the lunch table. In junior year Mm -hmm. and somebody was laughing and then like i laughed at something and i was like wait a minute i sound like that and i know i've never laughed that way before Mm -hmm. so i'm not sure where my laughs are now at the moment yeah yeah um but i definitely will say that i can tell your laughs like i've never noticed it before i've never thought about it before Mm -hmm. but i you know i don't think i could I could mimic your different laughs, but I think I can think of three. Okay. In my head right now. Okay. Um, one is like <laughs> like something along those lines. Uh-huh. It's like uh-huh. almost like an exacerbated like, you know, like the other is just like a <laughs> <laughs> And right there. Yeah, like, yeah. The follow up. Yeah. You, right. you, you had the little follow up right. <laughs> You know, like right. uh, but like and so I I, I have I you know th- never again never thought of it but you bring it up i'm like oh yeah i can but then i'm wondering i probably can i bet you if you really think about it you can probably think about that with anyone that you're close with yeah right yeah what are what are their laughs and Mm -hmm, stuff but mm -hmm. uh, you know one of the benefits of us being so close for 25 ish years is you develop a you know an unspoken connection on certain things on how someone laughs and stuff Mm -hmm, And again. Never thought of it until you
0: brought it up. Yeah, yeah, but it it wasn't until recently that – and it, maybe it was because, like I said, you know, we've been watching a lot more comedy stuff on, on Netflix, and and I just kind of my own – um, observing my own self, my own mannerisms, I'm like, you know what, I do have a couple different laughs. I've never noticed that before, so – yeah. So it just makes me wonder if if it, other people have multiple laughs or you know
1: laughs are funny like if you grew up in a vacuum of a culture not like a literal vacuum cuz you'd be dead. Uh-huh. But a vacuum of you know didn't have friends, you didn't like hear laughter mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. TV like stupid sitcoms that still have right. laugh tracks. Right. Like that were literally only invented because people are like, oh, people at home are too stupid to laugh at this point. We need mm-hmm. to tell them when to laugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, how would people laugh? Like, yeah, is it a learned? I th- laugh, I th- I think or?
0: laughter is somewhat inherited. Mm-hmm. Because well, I mean, I definitely hear it from your dad. Yeah, like I mean, I have very similar laughs uh-huh. uh, that my dad has. Yeah, you know. And so I think there has to be some type of imprinting when you're little hearing your parents laugh, you know, because you think about it. It's like I would think it'd be the same way for like accents, like little babies pick up accents because they hear it from their parents. Well, why wouldn't they pick up the same kind of things with with laughter?
1: One of the main ideas behind this podcast is Kevin and I have been having these conversations for a long time and we remember moments, you know,
0: but you don't remember the details. Yeah. You remember
1: the big picture stuff, but you don't remember the details. And one of the things about memory is the more you think about something, the more you're changing memory constantly. Mm-hmm. And we don't know if anyone will listen to this podcast um, or anyone will care. You, you've turned it off in the first two seconds because you thought it was going to be about beer and it's in the random shit. We've had like 30 conversations <laughs> and, and one night. Thir- 30 topics uh-huh. in our first podcast. <laughs> Um, but, what the hell, everybody has a podcast today, yeah. why can't we have one? But, but
0: I think, like, it, it kind of goes to the sense of, so, you have, like, you, you collect things throughout your life, and some of these things are just going to be important to you. Like, what do you mean things like? stamps? No, like well, I mean you could say stamps, but you could also say video games, like yeah. your video game collection and or moments or
1: ideas or th- uh memories.
0: Mhm. So yeah. like you have memories attached to those items, those video games. However, to another person that doesn't have those memories Those be a collection of shit there. It's junk. It's, it's why would someone want to display this stuff? And so that's kind of how I think about it is, you know, maybe these memories don't mean anything to anybody else. But when I look back on them, when I listen back on them, you know, they are, they're important to you. They're important to me and they're, they're worth uh, displaying.
1: Yeah. Even if we're the only two people listening to the display. (laughs) Yeah. What's great about this is I've read that this is the first time in human history in the last 20 years that real history is being um, created. And the reason is, is you know the old saying, history is written by the winners? Mm Mm-hmm. For better or worse, people having a voice on the internet—that mm-hmm. um, poor people can write down their stuff that it'll, it, it'll be tracked. Uh, rich people, mm-hmm. it, it's just not—you know—the upper echelon of people, right. that have the ins and outs. We will, like, a thousand years from now, people actually know what a poor person from Southeast Ohio is doing as opposed to just being like, we're pretty sure they did this, you Mm -hmm. know, like, Mm -hmm. um, and so it's kind of a crazy time that, you know, a lot of people think it's egotistical for us to create a podcast and be like, Oh, we're going to put this out there because people want to listen to you. We don't think anyone wants to listen to us. Mm -hmm. We just want to listen to ourselves and capture these moments and stories because when we're 60 or 70 or 80, Mm -hmm we might want to listen to them again. And maybe if we all have children and stuff, maybe our children might find value in it. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I, I know, you know, my grandma died a year ago and one of the things I really tried to do the last few years of her life was record conversations with her. Mm-hmm. And I would ask her about her story and be like how she came to Ohio. Cause she was just a Southerner girl and she told me her mom sold her house, and she got $10,000, and she put it in her bra strap. This is my 95-year-old grandma telling me this. And, like, I told my dad about that, and I I asked him if he knew about that story, and he mm-hmm. said no. He never asked right. his mom about her journey to Ohio. right? Because she met a boy who was, you know, in World War II, and he was on... Uh, shore leave Mm -hmm. and it's crazy to me that he never asked her about that right like he he knew Mm -hmm. he knew the general idea they met they got married like two months later she moved to ohio what Mm -hmm. what else detail is there why why would he want to know that but like him hearing that story changed his perception a little bit of like wow yeah, yeah she did she was 20 right right one Mm -hmm. never been out of Arkansas Mm -hmm. you know I mean she was born somewhere but you know like and it's also like it, it informed him some and then when she died and we're going through her house and there is a table and the whole family is like well this was grandma's table but nobody knew any story about the table, right? Mm-hmm. It was like let's look at this table here. Kevin's got a lifetime uh, workbench table that you know, like if Kevin died today, heaven forbid, I don't think anyone would be fighting over this lifetime table, right? It's not like this came from the old country mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know, like the old the old Irish lifetime table that's been in the family for four generations, it, you know, but what the family could have gotten is if my grandma really loved this one table that we were like, I think she bought this from Costco in 95. But you know, what if, what if something unique happened with that table? Right. What if she bought it the day that, you know, her husband died Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. it was like some great news or something. And there was some story about why she bought that table. And it just got me thinking about everything. And it's like, you know, there's certain objects in my life. That, again, Kevin brought up a good point. I have a lot of video games. Nobody will give a crap about them, right? Mm -hmm. But there's certain things that, like, um, if there is a particular video game, it doesn't have to be a video game, any object, but that me personally would like to just let that story know about it. Like, hey, I bought this thing when I was 14 years old and I was in Venice Beach and... A hurricane was happening, and, and it's a story that I don't tell people, and again, I'm making this up, but it's a story that I, I don't tell people, but that somebody might find some value in it. Right. You know? Um, a perfect example is that rock and roll poster mm-hmm. that I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sister, uh, ha- there's an artist, put in the show show notes, Um, that should be our running joke, we'll put in the show notes, and then we never put in the show notes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, there's an artist that in the early '90s, my sister bought a like drawing board of like 24 inches by like three feet or something, and it just had a bunch of like rock and roll uh, stars on it and stuff. And at some point, my sister stopped caring about it, gave it to me, whatever. But then I formed a band when I was 16. That poster came to every fucking show, mm-hmm. every single show. It was in the background, it was on stage, etc. Um, if I die and I have children and grandchildren and they see this poster of old rock and roll dudes and girls and stuff, they'll be like, eh, let's just get rid of it. But if on the back I had a little plaque that said, hey, just that little short story, mm-hmm. they might hold on to it Right, more, Right? Right. Um, because I think the hardest thing seeing my dad during that time was he didn't know what was important to his mom other than like the stuff that he grew up doing mm-hmm. but there was stuff in between the time that he left the house in 1968 mm-hmm. to 2018 that he wasn't ex- you know i mean there was some stuff he was like oh yeah i think that was our blah 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 you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. and so anyway it's way long way of saying that this podcast is that method <laughs> of doing that but in the spoken word of us talking mm-hmm.
0: absolutely are you ready for another